Thank you for downloading from Father's House City Ministries, Portland, Oregon. Support for this podcast comes from your generous gifts and donations. You can find out more about Father's House City Ministries at www.fathershouseportland.org. Mostly, everybody who has ministered this morning, mostly, has been young adults, has been young people in this house who are rising up in this hour, in this hour of where God has said that it is time for generational inheritance, it is time to go and become a multi-generational house that carries on the legacy that the Lord wants to wants to bring on the earth, and and I just want to say, man, that was a young, that was our young adult band. Come on, and uh, and it was it was so powerful this morning, and I think they're gonna, they're going to lead us into revival. That's what I think they're going to do. I think that the young adult, young people of this house are going to bring us into revival, and um, like we said, we've been saying here that we've we've entered into a season of advancement and establishing an inheritance where the generations are going to run together. Yeah, so it was okay that Daniel took the offering because it's about the generations running together. It's not, you know, just one generation, but it's all of us running together. And uh, so this morning, we have the great honor of hearing the word of the Lord from somebody from this new young generation who happens to, just happens to be my son. Yeah. And, and he is carrying three generations of anointing for preaching the gospel. And I'm excited what God is going to be doing through that this morning. And he's going to be releasing through that. So would you please welcome Tony. No pressure, right? Uh, This morning, before we dive into the word uh, and talk about mantles and stewarding those, I want to pray. So, Father, I thank you right now for the opportunity to serve your house, Father, to communicate your word. Lord, to partner with the generations of this church, and I pray that your word would be conveyed clearly. Uh, Father, I pray for just ears to be open and uh, right now received in your name. Amen. So today, stewarding our mantles, the responsibility of calling is the title of my message. We hear a lot about mantles. There's been a lot of mantles poured out. You might as, you might as well think you're in a clothing store. There's so many mantles being poured out. <laughs> but what's the responsibility of us carrying those? Well, there's a statement that Bobby Hobby made uh, a little bit ago, and it's real simple. Mantles are for mandates. I wrote this little statement. Mantles are released with purpose for the person receiving the mantle to operate in power at the time needed for the mandate they have been called to. The literal definition is an overgarment, sometimes made of animal skin, like Elijah to Elisha. So I want to jump into the word. So if you could open up your Bible 
novel idea. We're going to go to 1 Kings 19.19 through 21. So Elijah went from there uh, and found Elisha, son of Shephat. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. And in verse 20, Elisha says, Then he left his oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I will come with you. Elijah replied, Go back. (laughs) What have I done to you? So Elisha left him, went back, took his yoke of oxen, slaughtered them, burned the plow equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his servant. There's a couple of takeaways as I was reading that. Number one, it came suddenly. As Elisha was plowing in his responsibility, what he was being faithful to, the suddenly came upon him. Whoa, something's on me. (laughs) Elijah, wait up. (laughs) And there's also another takeaway. Elijah's response. What have I done to you? The mantle carries weight in its responsibility of when the wear, the bear. There's a weight on it to use it properly. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his servant. A lot of times I feel like when we, we're like, Lord, you know, pour out your mantles. We're ready. We're ready. It's like, yes, we're ready to be activated and go after it. But there's a process in humbling ourselves to receive that mantle. Yeah. We could look at other stories like King David. When he was a young shepherd boy called up, he turned me down just a little bit, sorry. Out there in the field, called up by Samuel. And it was a process from the time he was called to be king. There was a calling on his life to the point where he actually received that mantle and that mandate. He could have taken it twice. It literally says, could have killed Saul and could have done it again. (laughs) Two times to usurp what was already his. But there was process for the promise. So, when we look at our calling and what our lives look like, there is an aspect of serving in the midst of that. I look back at my life, I just got to be honest, I never wanted to hold this mic in my life. Never wanted to be up in front of all of you, although I love each and every one of you. I, I was like, you know, I'm a pastor's kid, and I know what that means. I don't want to be a pastor's kid. I was actually just talking to Matt about this this morning. <laughs> but there was a time in my life where I felt like I was running from everything God had called me to on purpose, and I remember the exact moment when God called me back. There was an opportunity to meet with my old youth pastor, and I remember Dylan Jones was his name. I remember he sat me down, and we were talking about life and everything that was going on. And I remember him saying, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to show up on Wednesday nights for Generation Unleashed. This was the youth ministry at the time. I want you to show up early, 5.30, and I want you to be there to set up, and I want you to stay late to tear down. I was like, please, I don't know about that. I'm a... You know who I am? I used to go here. I don't know, I don't know if you know that. <laughs> but I remember being like, all right, all right. And it was about literally eight months, 
setting up, tearing down, showing up, being faithful. Literally in the midst of that, where God was working on me and my heart, humbling me, but also showing me what it meant to serve. Because Dylan wasn't just this, this, you know, large youth group pastor who's all flashy and stuff like that. This was a man who lived what he preached. And I remember he would show up early just to set up with the rest of the team, right? And then pray with us and get to know us and all that stuff. And I remember I, I, I made the decision to go to Bible college during that time up at Portland Bible College. Towards the end of it, my last semester, I'm still serving in my practicum, which is like your, your uh, what do you call it, kind of like your, your responsibility or role to help one of the ministries. Um, I remember the last semester I was there, I remember thinking, Lord, what do you want to do for me? Like, you know, what do you want to do in me this season? What does it look like coming out of this? And I remember I'm serving every Wednesday night, and Dylan one night prays for me. He's like you know, just going after it and releasing, um, just prophetic words that were awesome and have, um, been released and come to come to pass a lot of them. But one thing he did was he was like, Tony, there's a mantle in your life for ministry. And there's a mantle in your life for pastoring this generation. I was like, okay, I don't know what that looks like. You know, we got five kids back at father's house. So, uh, I sure hope that that's true. Um, but let me tell you something. In the midst of that, that was, that was my suddenly. I was, I was running from something, and in the midst of that, God called me out and up to serve. And through that process, God laid that mantle on my life, which was a promise, because the calling doesn't change. It, it's not like a, a, a pick-your-own-adventure-when-you're-born. There is a calling, there is a name that the Lord gives you from birth, right? And he orders your steps and directs your path. We just get to choose whether we're going to keep that mantle on or not. So I want to fast forward to 2 Kings 2, verse 8. So we come to the end of the, the life of Elijah. And I just want to give some context. Elijah is about to be taken up to heaven. And before this, he had, um, he had been announcing to the prophets of different cities what was happening. And every time they would come to Elisha, his servant, don't you know your master's being taken up to heaven? He, he would literally say, yes, I know. Be quiet. You literally read the word. He's like, yes, I know. Be quiet. And every time Eli, Elijah would tell Elisha, stay here. I have to go here. And he was like, as surely as the Lord lives and you live, I will not leave you. So he's chasing after the promise. And so we come to verse 8, when they crossed the Jordan, Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and struck the water. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. And when they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken up? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet, if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. As they were walking and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them, and Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. 
Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two. Elisha then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and went back and stood at the bank of the Jordan and he took the cloak uh, that had fallen and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah, he asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left and he crossed over. I don't know about you, but that'd be a pretty wild experience. <laughs> hey, master, where are we going? Just walking and talking all of a sudden, chariots of fire. Whoa, separated. There's a whirlwind. See, you know, it's just like, there's a lot happening here. But let's start from the beginning. Tell me what I can do for you before I am taken from you. Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. Elisha's hunger... Warranted a big request. I don't know if you know the story of Elijah, but there was a lot that happened in his life that if we're talking double portion, we're talking, whoa, the greater measure. And Elijah's response is, you ask a difficult thing, and yet if you see me and when I'm taken from you, it will be yours, otherwise it will not. There is a holy distraction that happens and separates the two of them as they're walking, But Elisha's eyes must have remained on Elijah because when he swung the cloak, when he swung the mantle that was his, the water parted. In this season, especially after last weekend, how many of you are here for Kristen Williams? Yeah. There was a lot of of things that were released, anointing and mantles on each and every person in here that... um, that have remained, and I, I believe that um, with this moment, our eyes need to be fixed on Jesus in the midst of everything else going on. It can be a holy distraction, but let me tell you what, your eyes need to remain fixed to receive that. The last takeaway on there. God fulfilled the promise to Elisha in the transition. Although the mantle looked the same, the mandate was different. You know, a lot of times we're asked, we, we, we ask for these things and we want it to look identical to what we've seen. But God has a unique calling and design tailor-made just for you. I can speak about that for my own life. Another definition of mantle is an important role of responsibility that passes from one person to another. And I feel like that's God passing his responsibility, or excuse me, uh, uh, mantles directly to you uh, instead of one person to another. There was a, uh, one, of my, one of my last chapels while I was in Bible college, we had a, uh, it's a student-led service, things like that. It was during the time of MFI, uh, was at the same week of our chapel, so there was pastors from all over the world coming in just to check out our chapel, alumni of Portland Bible College, and there was a man named Joel Kaler there, Pastor Joel Kaler, and uh, 
I, I honestly didn't know him. I had heard his name, uh, you know, a few times. He was from Japan uh, as a missionary and uh, served well, inheritance, all those things. And uh, you know what? He was just enjoying the service, enjoying the worship, enjoying the time. And I remember they asked us to get into groups of three and pray with each other. And I'm standing right next to Joel Kaler, and I'm standing next to our campus pastor, Alex Hernandez. And I was like, no other students around me, whatever, just taking hands with people. And I remember Joel turns to me, and he goes, Tony, I got a word for you. There is a custom-made mantle for you that is not your mother's, it is not your father's, but it is tailor-made just for you for the purposes God has for you. Little did I know, not two hours later would that man pass away. He had an underlying heart condition that literally stopped him right where he was. Went to lunch, that was it. And I remember the next day coming in and my campus pastor telling me that, and I was like, well, that's heavy. I don't, (laughs) the last prophetic word probably ever given by this man, something like that. God's intentional with his timing, and sometimes it has to leave a mark. And let me just say that especially right now, with where we're at, God is not just... How do I say this? Give me, give me strength. God is not just releasing mantles to one man. He's giving it to those who are hungry. You know, Kristen said something very powerful last week. Um, he said this next revival is one of a faceless and nameless revival. In revivals past, and this is not to diminish them, but there was always a leader or a name or a face that led them. But this is for everybody. This is an all-inclusive, all-hands-on-deck revival that is coming our way. Um, It was said by many that when Billy Graham passed, the mantle of evangelism exploded on the hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah? And I really believe that it is the same now that it was then that our church carries, you carry... Many mantles in this house. Whether it be worship, the miraculous, you know, business, you insert your name here. There's a mantle that you carry. What are you doing to stir at that mantle? Are we swinging it? Are we watching how to use it? Are we serving in the time, in the process of the promise? Are we serving our, our body, right, the church, to understand how to use that mantle? Because God is not only giving mantles to be used in the church, but it's to go right back out there. Newsflash, don't know if you saw it outside. This city needs Jesus, along with every other city in the United States. And guess what? It's not city officials. It's not another election that we got to wait for. It's you sitting in that pew, stepping up to the call that God has given you. You may feel like, I don't have a voice. I'm just plowing the field just like Elisha did. I know how to do this. Time to get off that plow. If God put a mantle on you, 
When he, when he stepped off that plow, he broke it, burned it, and slaughtered the oxen. There is no going back. We can't go back to what's familiar. We're given an opportunity to step out in faith to operate in what can only be accomplished by God's power. That is what the mantle is used for. Not our power, not our might, not our strength, but literally what God ordains and gives you in the moment of purpose. I really don't want to take too much longer, so I'd like the band to come back up. It's a quick one. But it's simple. As I was reading last night, um, I usually read until God speaks, and I'm worshiping. But as I was reading last night, there was two things that really struck me. Our house, right, 22 years now, 23 years, now transitioning, pastors trying to need, there is a fresh um, outpouring for those of you willing to step up, because there's a call up. When we look at the life of uh, Saul, he was anointed to be king, Right? And Samuel was like, hey, if I go to Jesse's house, he's going to kill me. <laughs> and yet he called David anyway. Because he said, I'm, I, I know you need to listen. I know what to say. Lean on me. Be relying on me. Same with Abram. Abram, in the midst of his, uh, his questioning of his age, there was a mantle placed on his life and a promise for a nation to be born out of him. Same with Moses. He's 80 years old and he's walking. He's like, am I seeing things? There's a burning bush in front of me. Hey, guess what? You're going to lead all of Israel out of Egypt. There's no discounting the call of God on your life. There's just the opportunity for you to step into the mantle wearing position of what God is placing on you. So I'd like everybody to stand. And if you would posture yourself just to, just to listen and receive, bow your heads, close your eyes. The Lord today wants to pour out a refreshing on those of you who have been mantle-wearing but afraid because you, there's a great and immense calling on that or there's a weight on it And there may be fear attached to that. So right now, he's breaking off the fear of the responsibility of what that looks like. And he's going to show you how to operate in that, how to swing that mantle. I believe there's uh, two other groups of people that the Lord wants to minister to today. There's been contradiction time and time again in what it looks like every time you move forward. God's called you. You know he's called you. 
or maybe you question the calling because of the contradiction. If the mantle's been thrown on you and he's marked you, you can't unmark yourself because there's a seal set upon you. So today the Lord wants to bring freedom right now from the, from the torment of comparison yeah. and of fear of failure. And the last group of people, if you didn't know that there's a promise and a calling on your life, there absolutely is. From the foundations of the earth, God called you. He loves you. And there's an invitation into salvation. If you want to know the God that we serve, he is here and his arms are open today for you to be received. So I'd like the prayer team also to come up. We're going to go back into worship, but if, the, if any of those resonate with you, let me just highlight those real quick. One, if you need a fresh outpouring and reminder of the mantle that's been called on your life is active and alive, and you need a fresh renewing, come down to the front. Number two, if there's been fear in wearing that, a measure of comparison, fear of stepping out, fear of failure, come to the front. And number three, if you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and know the God of the promise, come down to the front. And I'm going to give you the countdown because we need to move. On the count of three, one, two, three, make your way down to the front. Right now, the approval of the Father is falling on those who have felt failure, who have felt a measure of comparison, who have felt like they don't measure up. Right now, the approval of the Father is breaking every single lie and intimidation of the enemy that would try to come against you. I don't care how long you've been waiting. The Father right now is, is redeeming that time. I don't care how long you've been running. The Lord right now is redeeming that time in Jesus' name. Those of you who are asking for a fresh outpouring, right now the oil and anointing of the Lord is coming right now to remind you, give you clarity, to give you fresh vision for this season, to give you fresh vision of how to operate and use that mantle to begin to swing it just as Elisha did, to see the miraculous, to see mountains move, to see business, to see right now healing, to see right now uh, 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 ministry, all these things, every single thing God's called you to. Yeah. So as a prayer team ministers and we go back into worship, just begin to lift that up and surrender that. So may the God we serve bring right now peace, clarity, and hope as you go today. I thank you right now for restoring fresh vision for everyone in this room. Lord, thank you for the season you brought us into of transformation and revelation. So as you go, be blessed. Don't forget about Tuesday night. And as you're still here, the band's going to continue to worship. So stay in worship. But yeah. Bless his name. Be blessed. Amen. Thank you for downloading from Father's House City Ministries, Portland, Oregon. Support for this podcast comes from your generous gifts and donations. You can find out more about Father's House City Ministries at www 
fathershouseportland.org. Thank you.